The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs for my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which are fun, nothing but fun, and all the fun that there is. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. We can only hope as quickly as possible, we should be Christians who are anticipating and desiring the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, Lord, come. That should be our prayer. Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use if we get off our blessed assurance and actually do something about the faith and not just hear about it, but actually function in it. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because we paid the radio rent on Friday. That's why that's a good thing. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here, my name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds right here if I could just get my words together in sequence. Is it Monday yet? It's got to be it sure fun. Is. It's Funday Monday. Here's uh, what's going to take place for the next 5,400 seconds, where you're going to experience some bizarre radio. Some of it will be really good. Some of it won't be really good. That's pretty much how the show goes. We don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what we're doing. Here's what we've got. The next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. I want to talk about things like living life as a Christian. Like today, when I went into the restroom here at the studio, and I've told you this story before, but it happened now differently, and I squirted the soap dispenser. So we have a bubble soap dispenser thing. And you know when you squirt a soap dispenser and it's supposed to go in your hand? Have you ever done that and had it? sailed past your hand and hit your leg. I have, and my leg did not need to be cleaned. That's all I'm saying. Just went, bing. I was like, wow, that thing is ready to roll. I had that happen. I didn't sit there and complain about it. I looked at it, and I thought, I will never take this soap home to my wife. That's what I thought. Here's the bottom line. If you have a thought, a question, maybe you have an opinion or comment, we want you to reach out to us. We don't want it to die of loneliness, these thoughts that you might have. You might have a praise report or a prayer request. We would encourage you to participate with us. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to reach out to us and call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Because then you'll talk to Captain Chris and you will be...
You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not Captain Crunch at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. Finally, we're going to send you to the website, and then we have a caller. Our good friend Sergio is on the line, so we'll grab him in just a second. But prior to that, I want to just make you aware. I'm not going to tell you much about it, but as you guys know, I've been working on the ambassador program very, I mean, just diligently. I was supposed to get relaxation on Sunday. Not so much. Uh, So I spent about nine hours working on stuff. Just close to relaxation, kind of. Anyhow, the brochures are coming together. They are very, very nice. But in the meantime, we've put up a free gift on the website. Now, for those of you who have been tracking with us for a while, you might be going, oh, free gift. And it's like, no, no, you guys already have this. Okay. But other people have not gone to the website. They're going to find it's a free gift. You go to the hamburger. You click on it. The very, very, very bottom link after you click on the hamburger on the right. It's at the bottom. Bottom line, we want you to check out. Oh, that's also a place to give, by the way. Uh, bottom line, we want you to check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That's the way to start it, man. That is the way to do it. All right, let's have our good friend Sergio pop on through. Go ahead and bring me through. This is David. Is this my brother Sergio? Yeah, this is Sergio, David. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? Oh, that's the reason why I'm calling. Um, how, what do you do, David? Or what do you recommend whenever, as a Christian, and you're, you try every day, but you backslide, uh, or you, 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 you do something bad. Um, any recommendations or any, any, any magic potion? (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. So is this, yeah. Okay. So when we're talking about backsliding, you're talking about the Christian who's moving forward and they've done something and they're like, Oh man, this was a bad thing. Or is it a whole life or is it, is it an event or is it a series of is it a series of lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it a single thing that took place, or is it something? Yeah, just a single thing, just a single thing, just a stupid okay. decision. Um, and you know, I you know, I feel victory, you know, walking. But then I did something, and obviously, I'm not going to disclose it. But then I'm like, man, I was doing so good. Yeah. I mean, what do you do in those instances? Yeah. All right. First of all, you, first of all, the first thing you do is exactly what you did, believe it or not. And I, it sounds amazing. You're going to think I'm crazy, and I'm not ever going to tell you to do this like at a particular church, so I'm not telling you that. But one of the first things you do when you deal with sin in your life is you confess it. That's the, like, the number one thing is you never try to hide it. You never try to justify it. You don't try and say, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, the, well, this was because of this and this because of this. And, Lord, if you'd have done this, then this would have happened. You never, ever do that, and I'll tell you why. The reason that we sin is that we're sinners. 
And so the problem there is you're learning and then people are learning to walk in the newness of life, the better part of life, but you haven't. it's not something you've mastered yet. You get better at it as time goes on, but there's very few people that have found perfection in it. Now, let me say something about that. That doesn't mean you cannot overcome sin. You can absolutely overcome sin, reoccurring sin, besetting sin, period. You can overcome it, okay? But some people, it takes a little longer as they step into it and grow into the Lord. In the meantime, what the scripture says is this, and this is the kind of thing that you want, that you want to be aware of, okay? And, and when, we, when we talk about sinning and doing something wrong and trying to kind of get it right before the Lord, it says this in 1 John chapter 1, if we say we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. And so here's something that you need to understand. That first confession, when David committed sin and he did an atrocious sin, he had somebody killed, he slept with that guy's wife first. I mean, it was just all this really bad stuff, right? And when he was Mm -hmm. confronted, he said, I did do that. You're right. And this is David as a king who loves the Lord, but he blew it. And people blow it. And that's why, so that you can be aware, that same book I'm reading in, that First John chapter 1, chapter 2 says, My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there's someone to plead for you before the Father. His name is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases him completely. So if you do sin, you have somebody who's defending you, standing on your side because his righteousness is poured upon you but you're still growing. So positionally, you're great, but practically, people are learning to reflect Jesus more and more as they grow, as the scripture says, glory by glory. So let me tell you something that might help you. I don't know if it'll help you or not. We didn't get too far into this in my testimony, which, you know, maybe you just kind of indicated more needs to happen. But after I made a decision and said yes to Jesus and started reading my Bible, I did a lot of bad things. (laughs) I'm not even going to I just I'm just going to be nice about it. I did a lot of bad things. Not some bad things, lot of bad things. But as the Lord was drawing me closer and closer, one, I became more aware of my sin and my sinfulness. And and then that made me feel horrible because I'm like, I didn't realize it was this bad, right? And then two, mm-hmm. I I I realized how deep the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy of God is. And this is a huge element. The closer you get into the Lord, the more pure you see he is, the less pure you discover you are. But as you're doing that, you also see this other part of him that shows how deep that 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 river is of his forgiveness and of his grace and of his mercy. Where sin does abound, the scripture says grace does much more abound. And so while we're struggling to work through it and push through it, and we are, he is helping us, and it's by his grace. So does that mean in 50 years you'll be a perfect Christian? Only by the blood of Jesus, brother. It'll never happen any other way. But you will reflect Jesus so much more 
as you're going through that process. And so whoever it is who's dealing with it, the communication is to confess it, acknowledge it, throw yourself before the Lord, you know what I'm saying, repent of it, which means when you confess it, you're essentially repenting and saying, I, I this was bad, I'm bad. And so then the mm-hmm. Lord will pour his grace and his mercy over you. His forgiveness, the, James says, pray for one another uh, for the forgiveness of sins that you may be healed. What we need from our sinfulness is the healing that our bad actions create. And that's what you're asking God for. That's the way you approach it. Just be honest, be earnest, don't deny it, be sincere, be humble. He'll take care of you. That's the promise he gives us. Sounds good, David. I appreciate it, man. It was just one of those things where, you know, you're you're on cruise control, and then next thing you know, I mean, you know, something happens, and, and that's what happened, and I appreciate it. Oh, no, but, no, um, no problem. And I feel you. I want you to understand. I know that. So in some sins, the Lord was like, for me, it was like instant deliverance. And maybe I will. You know, maybe this is a lead in to talk about, uh, you know, what happened for me down the road. But there's other things that the Lord's working on me that I'm like, I, I, this seems just as worse as always. And it's like that. It was like that for years. And then as even in, in you think, oh, after about 40 years, you got to have everything nailed down. It's like, <laughs> sure. I think I'd have been the guy that was hanging out with Jesus where Jesus would look at me and just he would go, Really? Really, Dave? Really? But I know he loves me. Thank you so much for the explanation and the talk, and uh, I appreciate all you do, and uh, have a great week. You got it, brother. I love you in the Lord, man. Praying for you always. Likewise, man. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep 
your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was. It was. I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our first trivia question. I do want to do a shout-out to to Sergio. That was really a great question to open up with. And I didn't get a chance. Just our time frame was tight. But I didn't get a chance to say, you know, when people become Christians and they do things that are kind of, you know, contrary to their new nature— now that you have a new nature, you care. When you didn't have a new nature, you could care less. <laughs> it's like it's one of the great witnesses. I loved talking to our sales manager in Salem. His his name was Ron. He's just one of my one of my buddies. He passed away as I mentioned a, a little while back. Uh, we're not talking about Ray. We're talking about another guy. So Ron was just this great, great guy, and he would say, "Well, Dave, he goes, I'm concerned because sometimes I do things I'm not supposed to do, and you know, so on and so forth." And I said, "Ron, he said, before you became a Christian, did you care?" He said, "No." I said, "Now you're a Christian, you care?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Welcome to the new nature versus the old nature experience. That's what it is. That's what we go through." I just love stuff like that. See, and I understand that there's some people, even a, a very prominent te- te- uh, teacher in Texas, who's like, no, no, the old nature has been crucified, therefore it's not there. Well, that's completely wrong, because if your old nature was so removed that there was only the new nature, then you wouldn't have to die. Uh-oh! Ding, 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 ding! Theology applied. Here we go. I'm just saying, because you die because of the old nature. Anyway, here we <laughs> See, that's tough one to get around. <laughs> can't escape it. Uh, trivia question. Which king of Israel Ooh, tough one. Which king of Israel asked the Lord Now remember what I'm saying here. Which king of Israel asked the Lord asked the Lord if he could build a temple for the Lord? I didn't say which king of Israel built the temple. I said which king of Israel asked 
to build the temple. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483, as well as you are welcome to send an email, double-checking, yep, it's working, to david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, in the meantime, boy, that really was a good section. I just really, I just love Sergio. It's just it's like he, that. That guy is me, where he's at. It's just I love it. All right, uh, let's do our DNA. DNA stands for D. Draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily, as in every day, draw a little closer to the Lord. You know what? It, it, again, I don't want you to get into a legalism kind of process. It's just that one step closer. It's just one moment. Or maybe you have a, a specific amount of time, or maybe you have a specific uh, book that you're reading about. Whatever the case may be, just draw in, okay? And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, 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 ever be ashamed of Jesus or what he had to say, no matter what. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means you, in your mind, in your heart, are thoughtful, aware, and sensitive to that which the Lord God Almighty desires you to do on a regular basis. Plus, you are also not just existing in your universe. And that, my friends, is the big part of it. The hardest part for you and I is to remember that our little universe is not the only Universe. It's just kind of a nice way to say it. It's like other people have little mini universes too, but there's only one real universe, and that's God's universe. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. All right, one more on the trivia, and then we'll jump into the teaching. Which king of Israel? Okay, now we're talking about the big ones, and we're talking about the early ones. Hello? Which king of Israel asked the Lord if he could build a temple for the Lord? Actually, the Lord told him no because he was too much of a man of war. Ooh, which king was that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at org. Now we have somebody calling in, so I want to see if they're answering the trivia question or if they want to you know, kind of continue on that conversation that we had earlier. It's kind of like up in the air. We just kind of leave it open, see what happens. You know, it's kind of like uh, going to a restaurant and saying, bring me the best thing you have. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good move. Sometimes not so much. Uh, does this person want to answer the trivia? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you this happy Monday? Uh, you know what? It's fun day Monday, and I had a pretty decent weekend. I hope your weekend was good. I'm doing great. Yes, sir. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So I love that Susie's been act- a little more active in the show. That's really nice. So it's really kind of a blessing. So we're happy for her. We'll keep praying for <laughs> no her. No doubt. All right. Here we go. Ready? Big one. Big one. Big one for, for people to think, which king of Israel asked? the Lord, if he could build a temple for him. Was it uh, Nebuchadnezzar? Okay, now I want you to back up. I want you to think of king of Uh-oh. Israel. King of Israel. He was a son. Oh, okay. oh. Right. Which one Darn wanted it. to? That's okay. Wait, wait. But watch, walk with me. Which one wanted to, but God said, eh, you, you fought too many battles. Oh, David? That's correct. You got it. That's all you needed. 
It just needed to be rephrased for you so that you could hear it. So you can go, oh, yeah, 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 there we go. He wanted to build a temple for the Lord, but the Lord said, you got a lot of blood on your hands. I don't think we want to do that. And so he told him no. But that's, that was right, King David. I was getting confused with uh, Babylon in the old time when yep. he wanted to help them rebuild their temple. Oh, yeah, that's Cyrus. So Cyrus, was, Cyrus, Cyrus wanted to help them rebuild the, the temple. Nebuchadnezzar was building stuff for him. <laughs> for himself. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I got I got all confused. That's all right. You got it in the once we reset it, you got it done perfectly. It's all that counts. Awesome. Thank you. Great job. All right. Thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right. You too. God bless. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let me uh, do this one portion because we're just uh, thinner on time, and I've got so much stuff I want to cover. Uh, we are in First Peter, for those that don't know, and next week's First Peter teaching, Lights Out. Okay? I'm not dropping the mic because my mic is held up by a clip, which is held up by a little uh, extension arm. Not dropping it because I have to kneel down then and try to talk on the microphone, and I'm just not doing that. But here it is in First Peter chapter 1. This is verse—we'll back it up to verse 20, so we have the runway, because we did this last week. The, this was known before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake, through him, referring to Jesus, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Listen to this. Jesus Christ— was re was in in the process of redemption for you and I. Here's what you got to catch. He was known before the foundation of the world. Well, how how long ago was that, Dave? Okay, let's try it again. Before the foundation of the world. Are you telling me that God knew what Adam and Eve were going to do? Okay, watch. Before the foundation of the world, <laughs> you can't, I can't, you can't make this any clearer. Verse twenty: He was known before the foundation of the world was revealed in these last times for your sake. This was part of it. God knew what man was going to do; hence, God being omniscient, but man still had free will. Hence, Adam and Eve choosing to do what they did. Hence, I like hence a lot. Hence, also God having a plan of redemption installed and ready to go why well because we're we're dumb so he needs to help us so he was known before the foundation were revealed in these last times for our sake his the revelation of jesus christ is our blessing people don't understand that for a two thousand years three thousand years four thousand years people are like i don't get god and god's like here i am and we in this last time get to go there he is completely different. In verse 21, through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him so your faith and hope are in God. Through him, through who? Through him, through who? Through him you believe in God. Do you think that you just do all this believing stuff in these great moments on your own because you're just this absolutely outstanding human existent person? Ah, that's so cute. That's just like everybody, the, the, most, the, the most narcissistic people in the world between Hollywood and the media and the politicians. They all just love to praise themselves, right? I mean, that is just the truth. God is the one that even gives you your faith to get the whole process going. Hello. 
Thank you, Lord. Through him, you believed in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So your faith and hope are in God. Stop putting your hope in how you think a situation should pan out. Put your hope in God and trust him, though you don't understand what it all looks like from your point of view. Because his point of view is perfect, and he does what he does because he loves you. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reach down. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I, don't, I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he looked at, he looks around at everybody. And then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, What? What? And he goes, you, and you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching, and he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers. You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. 